Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Listening to the Thinker Girls Pod channel. I'm Stacey June. And I'm Christy Mercer. Hello. Welcome to one of the shows that you will hear on this channel. Yes, the 411. One of the last for the year. Your boy. The last for the year. Oh, yeah. Well, yes. Um, it is the, where we talk about things that are going on across the world, pop culture, news, otherwise, that is integrally important to us. Uh, no. It's just of interest. As I thought sort. you were about to. I wasn't sure you were taking the piss then. I was like. Because what I've got to talk about same. today is certainly not integrally important to same, me. Same, same. I wasn't even sure if integrally important same can go seems, together. Oh, well, you know. Fuck it. Um, yeah, we, it's, your, it's the space, so you can say what you want. That's right. We are on tour at the moment. You can purchase tickets at thethinkergirls.com.au. We have a mega lineup, and it's the last time you'll see us for a while. We don't tour all the time. No. So come and say g'day and have a, I don't know, have a drink and... And celebrate the end of the year with us. Why wouldn't you? I mean, who asked me the other day? They were like, so anyway, why the end of, why the, end of the year? Why so close to Christmas? I don't know the answer to that. Uh, well, I said, I know what that is. I said, because when you start to plan something, everyone was booked out. Like oh, was- I, by the time we were starting to look at, all right, shit, we've got to book some places. Right. People were like, oh, no, well, we're booked out for the next five months. Five months? Yeah, it was like a four months at one place. So we were like, oh, well, they need to be all around the same time frame. Mm-hmm. So really, we actually had no choice in it. Right, okay. So that's why. I mean, we could have spun that and been like, to celebrate the end of the year, maybe. Sometimes I forget I what know. I've like psychically envisaged and what actually is reality because I think I always imagined that we would be pushing it to Christmas. Yeah, well. So I thought that was a choice. Just because we're always pushing it, I think yeah, probably. Yeah, well, I thought it was a choice. I didn't no. realise. Okay, well, here we are and it won't won't change the show we put on. Nah, this is a, I mean, this is a choice. Delirious. We're choosing to be here. Delirious is something we can promise For though. sure. Um, yes, the 4-on-1 shit that is going on around the rest of the world that maybe other people are interested look it has to be something that interests us that's right just because it's on the front page of the paper doesn't mean it's going to you know copper mention here yes correct. i want to talk about um sarah highland who you'll know from modern family mm-hmm. um she she's put up a gofundme page for her cousin i'm just going to leave it there oh god i'm just going to leave it there because i i'm going to go through how much she makes per episode and what her entire net worth is Oh, you're coming from that angle. And how much she set the GoFundMe pack because people are, yeah, cracking it. Okay. I want to talk about what happens after you leave a group message chat. Mm. Do you die? 
Something you have experienced lately? Nah, just saw a video of it. Oh, I leave them all the time. I was going to say, you're <laughs> uh, that savage. You know how there's always one savage unit that it just says, Stacey June has left this combo yeah. and everyone writes, lol, 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 or like an awkward like emoji face. Well, like I want to open up with one. this because there's not much to it. But it is interesting. Oh. There's a video by The Feed, um, which is a show on SBS. Oh, they're funny, some of the it's stuff they put brilliant. out. brilliant. I want to talk about this group dynamic thing because – I think there is a severe anxiety and this big question of what is out there? What happens when you leave the group? And do you die essentially in terms of friendship death? Like not that your friends don't ever talk to you, but are you out of that click? Oh, my God. The answer is yes. Really? How do well, you know? Have you done it? Well, <laughs> and do you know that they talked about you after? Because I don't think any of us know what happens. Why do you think? I have stuck around in my girls' group Facebook chat, which is titled Big Booty Bayside Bitches. And has been going for like, years. It's been going off like a frog in a sock the for amount about of time six years. That thing has gone ping, off either ping, on a ping, podcast, ping. a live radio oh, show, mate. a big interview. Something has pinged from that I might dial, sorry, the BBBB's back. And it has been a slow but incredibly steady fade out on my behalf. It's been probably a three-year fade. <laughs> but you're still on it. Yeah. But why do you think I'm still there? Do I ever – have I written anything on that feed for the past 24 months? No. Not one thing. Do, no. Do I read Do I read anything? Have I read anything on that feed for the last, I don't know, six to eight? No. Do, do Is I – Is it still a, a, like a tab at the bottom yes. of your screen? That's constantly pinging. Yeah. Do I get constant notifications that say plus 132 messages and I pop it open, <laughs> pop it close just so Facebook thinks I've read it? Yes. <laughs> but will I ever leave it? No. And why? Because I am a founding member of the Big Booty so Bayside Bitches. You're like me with every social media platform that we own. I can never have a no, holiday. No, no, no. I physically can leave. Oh, can you? Yeah, I'm not like you. You're physically tired. I'm not physically <laughs> tired. I'm emotionally tired. I could fucking say, say X whenever the fuck I want. And it would say Christy has exited this combo. Yeah. But Christy, am I, No, it's Christy has left the conversation. Am I... It's so dramatic. ...prepared to do that? Will I ever be? The answer is no. So talk to me about the – because I want to tell you my strategy next. But talk to me about what the status of those friendships are right now because I want to know if you've got 138 messages that you're giving zero fucks about, how many of those people are your actual friends? Hilariously, all of them. So you talk to all of them individually regularly? Uh, I would say 90%, yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's the hilarious thing. Constantly. So what's on there? My what's besties, going on, on there? Constantly my besties will be like, oh, yeah, did you see in the feed, Bubba? And I'm like, no, I never read the feed. You know this. Just tell me. Because most of the shit that is I would talk about, I would already be very well across. It's almost just like this other – it's like an extra. You know, like when you go somewhere, they're like, you can get this meal, but do you want the extra for plus $2? And you're like – I'm getting the crux of what I really need. Like, hang on, need. like an extra on for a main meal or an extra like halloumi with a breakfast. It's an extra with a main meal. It's an extra with a main meal, right? So it's like, do you want to? Do you want to American? Do you want to upgrade? Yeah. Like, do you want to upgrade? But it's going to cost you. 
it's gonna cost you your money and your time yeah <laughs> do i have either of those no but am i am i getting the general crux of the meal that i need to sustain my life from actual hardcore relationships with my real life friends yes, that i yes. speak to with my voice box yes yes, yes. and yes. are there mostly repeated conversations on that feed and little extra additional bits of and pieces like of a, an upgrade of a soft drink that you d- I don't really need that much. Yes. Well, I tell you what, there's a great thing called mute that isn't great offering, which I don't even understand how you don't know, but you can mute your groups. So they just sit there and they don't beep that you never get a notification. Nothing ever comes your way. And if you want, you can scroll back through your message feed and read it if you like, but you never, ever, ever need to hear about it again. But what about on message feeds when it says seen by? That's my question. What do you mean? You know how often on message feeds it'll say, seen by Stacey June. You'll never see, you, you never see anything, so it's never going to be seen by <laughs> well, Christy. Well, what, but people will be on to the fact that you're muting it if it no, never no, says no, 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 you, you Mute is about your control of it. They never see any of that. So you can mute them. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that they're going to know that you've muted the convo and are never looking at it because no. it will never say seen by. No. Oh, Do you know you, what I mean? Oh, so you like flick on there and occasionally there's a scene yeah, by Yeah, scene by. But even though you're not a regular contributor and you've got no problem saying that you don't look at it, you still want them to see you see it because of why? <laughs> <laughs> it's a question for the ages. I'm unsure. Okay, but well, I can't disconnect. I mean, for Christmas, I'm going to put in a card the instructions of how to mute and you can thank me later. So the Lewis family adult, Chris Crindle, that had to re-establish itself after my dad accidentally sent a sex tape on it, it's got a new form. So it's, Okay, a couple of queries here. Yeah. A, Crindle or Kindle? Kringle. Chris, Chris Kringle. What did I say? Crindle. Oh. <laughs> you said Crindle. Well, let me just check the spelling on this Chris. group. Chris Crindle. Nah, it's wrong. It's not Kringle. It's Kringle, it's mate. It's Chris Crindle. Are you for fucking faux reels? Oh, Google that. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you, look, Lewis family adult Chris Kringle. <laughs> I know you're slightly dyslexic at times. So, so it's Chris Kringle. Chris Kringle. It's Chris Kringle. I told you. Kringle. Because you're not Crindle. Oh, my God. Who created that? This is a stunning advancement. I was not even going to mention it because I've got goosebumps now. I'm so overjoyed. I was not going to mention it because I'm like, clearly your dad's sex tape dick swinging video is of the most utmost importance to address first. However, we'll put it in show notes. This, yeah, you can see us. Talk to dad about it. Talk to Stacey's dad about about it. Um, So it's been, uh, well, I have to tell everybody. Right. Well, look, I've Googled Crindle and nothing comes up for it because I thought it might be the potato potato thing. There might be some people that say Crindle, but I've Googled Chris Crindle and it says, do you mean Chris Kringle? Yes, we do. So the title of this group, which is already so wrong for so many reasons, it's a re-established group after there was a dick swinging video from some people's uncles, some people's brothers, some people's fathers. Fathers, in my case. (laughs) Uh, The only father was my case because my brother is not on social media. Thank fuck. Devastating. Anyway, well, yeah, sure. Uh, And so I just get, it's just now the most random fucking group. Like there's nothing, there's no talk about the Chris Crindle slash Kringle. What is there speak of? Okay, so this is, for example, a picture of a few seagulls. 
Um, they've named them because they all have a holiday spot together now. Two of the aunties, I must say. And I I just, my husband's on this page now and he's So just, is it a page or a chat? It's a group, like a group chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to think of how I can find how many people are in it. But this is the thing, right? So the latest is, I don't know, like a video of my cousin doing some, you know, school scenario, like some performance. But then this is just a meme that says Strawberry Fields Forever. It's a good song. Strawberry Fields Forever. My point is it's just absolutely has no relevance to my life or makes any form of sense a lot of the time. Is there some kind of communication where you're catching up and seeing that your cousins are doing cool performances so when you see them at Christmas you can be like, hey, I saw the footage, blah, blah, blah. No, not particularly. But I can't leave it. I can't have them say Stacey June has exited this chat and I don't know what the problem is. Well, in this video I saw that the SVS, the feeds did, was just basically a a picture of a a young man's just dismissal of connection. (laughs) He left the group and it was just like the funniest video but also dark. Mm. You, You were out and you were out. Like they were like having chats on Friday night saying we're going for drinks, we're doing this. And it's happened to my cousin and, and my brother as well when they weren't on Facebook and social media. Happened we just openly yeah. miss out on stuff. Yeah, It's like a bit of a – like it's like you're back at school. But seriously, I think about the amount of things that I would miss out on if I was not on social media. Mm. Like if you're – and because you think about the way you make a group invite for your birthday or housewarming drinks or let's catch I up Christmas things. I hate Facebook. I know, but if you didn't have Facebook, like you like you wouldn't be going to half as many things or be able to contact people as, We're stuck. as easily. We're very stuck. Yeah. Because people don't have people's numbers anymore. It's yeah. also really hard to do any kind of group chatting on a phone, like text messaging and emails just a fucking nightmare and also because it's so consumed to your work so that's just like an archiving just it's also a tie to people that you don't you know how everyone's like well if you don't have their number they're not a real friend but there are varying levels of friends if you're throwing a house party right of course you're going to have your besties you've got their number you speak to them on the reg you see them on weekends there might be what a handful of those but for everybody else it's true. It's And it's so personal. If I was to get a text from somebody that I didn't really know that well, be like, hello, I'm having drinks. Are you going to come? You'd feel like it's almost like someone knocking on your door. It's like a bit more intrusive. And yeah. And you feel awkward to say no. Do yeah, you know what I mean? It's weird. Like it's a way of reaching out and it being perfectly impersonal. Sometimes you need that for particular friendships. Well, there was a friend of our, well, a friend of mine that owned the bar up the road from where we were doing the Melbourne show. And I messaged her because I used to go to high school with her to be like, do you still own this bar? We want to come after the show. That's an exact example. Mm-hmm. I don't need to call her. No. All right. Well, I don't really know how to end this. I, other than if you are a person that is flogging something to me, I have never, ever been quicker to leave anything. Like I will see a link to something like, can you support this? This is probably a good leeway into your conversation. Yeah. And I've never met them. I've never said like, you know, I've got nothing really to do with them. You've never seen me leave a conversation quicker. Like, I do not like spam. It's like packaging. I get it out of this house as quickly as possible. If you're giving me a group invite and you've got no relevance to my life, whew, I'm out.
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Modern Family star Sarah Hyland. Did you ever watch Modern Family? Haley, massively. Yeah, big yeah, fan. Haley, yeah. loved it. Loved it from a real nerdy spot too. Yeah. Loved how they shot it. Yeah. Really liked the diff- still point going. of difference. Still going. Yeah, don't watch it anymore. Oh well, still as funny as ever. <laughs> yeah, if it if it rolls on on Channel Ten on a Saturday afternoon, you're wrapped. It's freaky when you look back and you see um, what's the young kid's name? Jake. Like he's just like. He's taller than the dad now. Like, like a Phil. puberty man. Oh, he's like a yeah. puby boy. Yeah, he's puby. Like, you know when you get that puby look when your face hasn't grown into your nose yet? Like, and it's all also your voice is like doing like, some form of transformer situation. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a trackie? You know, one of those voices. It's full on. It's full on. So intense. And awful for them. Like, God. To have to be in front of a camera. Oh. Like, as if it's not awkward enough going through that IRL. Like, you've actually got millions of people watching your... Pubescent change. Puby transform. (laughs) Anyway, people are calling Sarah Hyland aggressive from the way that she set up a GoFundMe page. Uh, It's actually very aggressive. No, aggressive and aggressive is probably not the right word, but aggressive in asking for something that people are saying you shouldn't be asking for. It's very sad circumstances because her cousin, he was 14 years old, his name was Trevor. He was killed in an alleged drunk driving accident over the weekend, right? So. The car crash left her uncle, so his dad, seriously injured in hospital. He's needing more surgery. Mm-hmm. And really, really sad. I think when – I mean, when anybody dies really suddenly, I mean, it's just – it's it's tr- it's so tragic. But mm. when a, a child – like, he's 14 years old. Mm. So it's incredibly, incredibly sad, mm. right? So she's put up on her socials um, very soon after. This is my 14-year-old cousin, Trevor. So she's put this up the next day. It's a photo of him and his mum and she said yesterday he was killed by a drunk driver. I, will, I must say the case is still alleged drunk driver. Mm-hmm. We've got to be clear with that. Mm-hmm. My uncle is still in hospital and in need of more surgeries. Please swipe up to help. Now, 
she has set up this page and she's put it right across her socials. Obviously, she has millions and millions of incredibly engaged followers and fans. And and she's asked, you know, on GoFundMe how you have to put up a particular goal. So she's put up, it's for 34000 Aussie dollars mm-hmm. for the surgeries. Mm-hmm. And she put that amount I, up? I, yes. and Because yeah. you have to put up a goal of what you're trying to raise. Yeah. So people know, you know, how much to donate or, you know, what do you, what, what's the goal? Do we donate again because you still haven't reached the target? Mm-hmm. What are you actually asking for? Mm-hmm. Right? And whilst I'm not, I'm not trying to negate how tragic those circumstances are mm. and you do what you need to do. Her uncle needs more surgeries but there are, are people and I kind of looked at this and I felt a bit conflicted as well where people have, even people that have donated have written comments like, I've donated what I can. It's $30. However, I've donated that in hoping, Sarah Highland, that you too have donated too. Mm. Because this is an actress that reportedly receives over... One hundred and thirty-six thousand Australian dollars per episode. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people have looked at that. So this show has run for two hundred episodes now. Mm. So she's her net worth is estimated to be around nine million US dollars. So there are a lot of people looking at that, going, "Well, wouldn't thirty-four k be kind of pocket change to you?" But I think these Hollywood people aren't in. They're not in cash businesses. So she's earned $9 million across the board. She probably owns a $4 million house. Like I'm not making excuses, but I'm just trying to paint this picture. Yeah. It doesn't always mean that she has cash, as in like she's got 4 or $5 million sitting in a bank or even hundreds of thousands in a bank. She, I think they. what happens is when you earn a lot of money, I think you end up having a bigger lifestyle or at least the yeah. lifestyle you choose is, is expensive and sometimes can end up being relative to what everyone else's, when I do inverted commas, I do them very bigly, struggles are or at least like affording and being comfortable with your own circumstance can look similar or feel similar to people even though the stakes are very higher for some, you know, or like all the money amount is very, very different. It's all relative. I know what you mean. So it's tricky to know what situation she is in. Also, I was watching the Whitney Houston uh, documentary on Netflix yesterday. Yeah. And it was interesting. What's it called? um, Can I Be Me? Oh, cool. And it was interesting because it was just a a really fascinating view at what happens to people that become incredibly successful and therefore come into very big amounts of money that come from nothing. So essentially, she was from the ghetto. You know, she's from a really um, poor part of the world that was rough. Her cousins, her brothers, her family, they all did drugs and partied hard from the beginning. Not saying that's what everybody does. But she she was kind of put on stage as this princess kind of vision. But underlying was essentially like a version of not a bogan, but, you know, like she comes Mm. from the street. Mm. And what comes with that is essentially she then had a community that worked for her that were her family and friends so she could give them back money. And it's just an interesting thing that the point that I've got this, I guess, this connection to this story is the second anybody earns a certain amount of money, it automatically gives people permission Mm. to decide what people should, should and shouldn't spend on. And I'm not saying that 
in this circumstance some is a tragedy and she's gone out and tried to outsource this problem I get all of that stuff but I'm just trying to show a different side that I think we often are very quick to judge that we've got any form of understanding as to why she did that and what her circumstances are. Yeah, and that's what she said. She's put a tweet up recently that said, I'd like to ask those who have negative thoughts or opinions about the tragedy that has happened to my family to keep them to themselves. You don't know the details. How dare you attack when a beautiful life's been lost? I think that is fair. But I think the thing with GoFundMe and these types of pages is how incredibly public they are. So you can actually... You can actually see how much she's donated. So, and look, like we said, we don't know the details. So you details. can see what she donated. She's donated $1,000. Yeah, right. And her co-star, um, Ariel Winter, who plays her younger sister in Modern Family, has donated $2,500. So people are looking at that going, mm. she's mm. donated more than mm. double you have. It's your cousin. Oh. But then again, we don't know the details because then who knows whether she's already donated a certain amount that's not been recorded on the page. Who knows if her co-star well, isn't getting paid double her? You don't even know. Well, it's hard. And but, it is hard, I think, when, like you say, you're not in, yeah, having a, and sorry, it was it was $9 million US dollars, so it's $12 million Australian dollars, uh-huh. so it's actually even more. Uh-huh. But who knows? Yeah, I, I agree. You're not sitting on a bloody... Imagine you she's know, paying her parents. Yeah, wage, no, you're you know, not. You're not sitting that, yeah. on a nest egg of you know twelve no. million dollars in gold bars. I understand that, and especially I think when you come up in that industry as a as a child, she was a child star. Yeah. So you don't really know. Like you hear those tragic stories, like Macaulay Culkin, and you know those kind of like, you know, managers or parents or just people with people that, that don't have yeah. great intentions. So yeah. whilst you're earning this amount of money, do you have complete access to it? Where's it all going? And her remember there was that story of Ariel Winter, her younger co-star, that she was emancipated from her. Her husband, uh, from her um, parents' uh, care, because they were um, they went through this money. yeah they yeah. went through this big court case where they were didn't have her best interest at but heart that's what happened with that Whitney's kind of family yeah, yeah, yeah. like in the end her dad was eighty one on his deathbed suing her yeah so she so so Ariel so she was underage. But she was able to – and she won that court battle where she was underage. I think she was 17 or something like that at the time where she could speak on behalf of herself. Mm. Where technically by law I think you're supposed to have a parent or guardian speak on behalf of you, right? So whilst we don't know the details and it is incredibly tragic, Mm. I do think – I do think if you are going to be asking for money of people – and you do have an amassed kind of fortune, mm. I think there might – maybe there should have been some kind of explanation as to why. Why she's giving $1,000? Yeah. Mm. Like, well, hey, she, guys. Look, she made it public. Yeah, that's this right. This is the Hey, guys, part. you know, you don't – this is incredibly sad, so tragic. You know, we don't know the details. I'm helping my family, you know, behind the scenes. In the best way I in can. The be, in the yeah, best yeah. way I possibly can. But if you can spare, that mm. would be really pre- – and I think it's I think it's more of a tone where people are – you know, and it's fair enough that she's come back and said you don't know details. Mm. But I think to be on the front foot, when you go public and I think you open things to – I think there is an element of opening yourself up to public – uh, opinion. It's true. And that's why a lot of people don't do it. So my mum called me one afternoon, 
probably a couple of weeks after my brother got out of hospital. I don't know if I've actually spoken about what went down with my bro, but he had an infection um, and it turned really intense in the bl- in the blood. He had bacteria in the blood, uh, which ended up him in a coma. And very quickly he was doing having open heart surgery. It was intense time. Um, and we became very close to almost losing him. And what happens in those times is you are so conscious of fighting for someone's life and you're very involved in that process as the immediate family I was um, and you're so focused on that what often happens is you get out of hospital and then you don't really understand what that process is afterwards you yeah. can't work what all of that now? he you know he owns property there was things that made him not be able to get help from the government you know there's lots of different things it's kind of like whoa what happens he was on treatment and had home hospital for the next kind of six to eight weeks so mum calls me one day and she said oh, I've got an idea and I said oh yeah what's that and she said I'm gonna start a GoFundMe page for your brother and I'm like oh uh, really do you think that he would want that? Oh, she hadn't spoken to him about it? No. Ooh. And then she goes, oh, well, I don't know, but I, I think if I tell him, he would say no. And I'm like, so that probably needs to say something. Mm. And she was like, well, I just feel so helpless. I don't know what to do. He can't work, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's come back from traveling. And I was just a bit like, I don't know, I think you need to talk to him about it because it is pretty public. And that yep. same thing, it's like, you're kind of putting yourself out there. And I I don't know if it's necessarily a pride thing, but even we spoke about it. Like I was kind of like, I don't know. He he does own a few property. There's things that I don't... Is he the person that people should be... I don't know Mm. what the line is. Is he a person that is really struggling? These circumstances did not happen to him by choice. He didn't, you know, he didn't, I don't know, jump off a cliff and break his neck. Like it was all complete freakazoid circumstances. Not that one makes it better or worse, but it's just, you know, on one flip side, you're like, fuck, let's help this guy. He just has been incredibly sick out of nowhere. And then on the other flip side, it's like, well, there's just lots of people out there struggling. Like what is the line? Well, I guess the thing is when you make it public and you say, can you help me? It almost opens up people's opinion and almost a little bit of a right to decide whether you're worthy of my donation and I just or whether or whether this other person that you know I don't know doesn't own a property you know like and 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 it's a different circumstance he didn't pay we live in Australia is very lucky you know there wasn't like these stack of medical bills and also he didn't have his surgery lingering over his head where if we didn't make this amount of money he wouldn't have had it. But you know, does that it's mean so that different for this. Does that mean he's not worthy of people's donation or that there wouldn't be people out there well, that want it, to chuck 50 bucks his way? I'm sure they do, but it's not life or death. Like if this guy doesn't have surgeries because he can't pay, like the American system, if he doesn't have insurance, there's a good chance he's not having the surgery. We live in a different world. Like that's not even a question. They don't talk to you about money here at all. The public health system is an incredible, incredible, lucky system. We are very, very lucky. So there's a very different conversation around. It. If if it was life or death, would I be doing a GoFund page for my bro? Fuck yes. You know, you don't have time to think about what people think when you're trying to keep a loved one alive. And I think that's probably why it's literally the day after you found out that your kid cousin has died tragically and out you just of nowhere, chuck it up. and the very yeah. next day she's chucked it Some up, empathy. which is why I feel I feel I do feel a little bit of. I do feel sorry for her in the sense that when it's your family, you just go in. And she's tried to help and she thought to herself, obviously, I have a platform, you know, like I, this could probably I know, help. But it's, ba- it's 
yeah, it's backfired. Oh, well, that's a bit foul. I get what people are saying, but it's kind of like, when is there a time where you just say, if you are a person that wants to donate, you give wholeheartedly without question? Like, where is there a part of our society that's gone lost in this, you know, this giving without getting back? Look, And that is without a without any form of anything if you want to give and you expect a like almost an explanation from her then maybe you shouldn't be giving at all look the good news is can we just end on a high note that the gofundme fundraising page had a goal as i said of the aussie $34,000 that goal has already been exceeded with more than 41,000 australian dollars raised in one day yeah wow that's incredible so tick They've got the money for the surgery, so hopefully her uncle will be okay. Mm. And you think of the family, regardless of whether you're famous or you're not, you're humans and you've lost someone really suddenly. It's awful. Which is sad. But I do think it does get complex when you go public and you have a platform and it opens up an ability for people to comment. Whether it's right or wrong, social media allows people to have a voice. I think it's also, you know... One of those things where if you are giving to someone in need, you've got to ask yourself, I don't know, like what are you looking for in return? Are you looking for something in return? Like should we be really trying to train ourselves to start giving without expecting anything? You know, if you're in a position to donate 20 bucks, maybe we should be trying to donate without looking for something. What do you mean? What's what the getting back something got to do with Well, they want now? explanations from her or they want to ask what they want to know more about why she only donated 1000 or I'm donating, I want to know if you're going to donate too. Like I think that does to some degree take a little bit away from giving. It's like when somebody says to you, "I'll do this for you, you'll owe me." Mm. Or, you know, this kind of favor business. I've spoken about it on this show before. Well, it's like giving with condition. Yes, and yeah. I think we really need to start flexing a muscle a bit of giving without that Well, part. it's not really giving if you're giving with condition, though, is I it? Think that's so more too. of an that's to me more of an exchange. It is. And so it's like we're going to give this, but we want an explanation from you. You owe us something because you're rich and famous. Well, actually, she doesn't fucking owe you shit. She's just trying to help her family. And whatever her situation is, is her situation. And if you want to give, give without asking the question. And if you want more answers, don't fucking give. Mm. I don't know. I'm not saying I would necessarily give to some famous person I don't know. I'm not saying I'm like an angel and perfect. But I certainly don't think I'm giving and then having some form of like, I'm giving, but what are you doing? Mm. Like, I think there's it's a ch- bit full on. Yeah. I think that's a thing. There's choice. If you want to, great. That's it. And if not, don't. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know if we ever told my brother that we thought that we were going to do a good Oh, well, God. If he listens to this, he'll know about it. Well, yeah. I wonder if he and would I have liked it. And I think he'd be to... very bloody appreciative that, that we didn't. didn't. Yeah. Do you reckon? Knowing Well, what brother. would you do? So say you were somebody that was in that. Say, for example, your back surgery happened and you couldn't work for six months and you had no way of getting any support mm-hmm. what would you say if your sister wanted to go do a GoFundMe page yeah i'd be fine with that would you yeah because mm. same deal if people don't want to donate they won't i and think if- i'm incredibly proud really i think i just think about i have really i have bad i have bad i i, I have bad receiving things i think because i'm kind of like oh god how could i possibly take that when there's homeless people or there's uh, starving people. I get a bit. Um, but you're just neg- you're just going back on what you said. If people want to give, they can give, and if they don't want, if they want to put their fifty dollars towards World Vision, they will. I know, but that's the hard bit of receiving. 
You know, someone said the most incredible thing to me the other day, that receiving is a way of giving in itself, that we need to learn how to receive better. No shit, because you think, think, think about the feeling that you have when you give to somebody without mm. condition, what we were talking about mm. before. And they totally immersely receive. It is the most stunning feeling. It's almost better than receiving, I think, mm. yeah. to give and to see somebody's face light up. And but that, but But someone has to receive wholeheartedly for you to get that reaction. And I think... Many of us, my friend and I were talking about this the other day, find it hard to purely receive. It's actually an action, like vulnerability. That's another conversation. Oh, yeah, we'll save that for another time. Yeah. We'll be here forever. Yeah. All right. Well, if you like this episode, you can rate it, you can review it, you can subscribe to the channel, tell a bloody friend about it, why don't you? Yeah, we might put a poll online. Probably won't. Maybe the Insta story if we can be fucked. We'll do like, um, you know, if someone hears this in our team, they might have a go. Hang on, but a poll it, on what? What are we doing a poll on? Would, would you start a GoFundMe page? Ah, oh, yeah, okay. It's not happening. <laughs> anyway, enjoy. See ya. Bye, guys. <laughs> If you like that podcast, there's heaps more where it came from. Go to thethinkergirls.com.au and go through all of our oldie apps. There you This podcast is presented by Stacey June and Christy Mercer. It's also produced by me, Stacey June, and produced and edited by Jordan Lott. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.